When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Tom Bernard Show with... Co-host Catherine Brandt. Andy Brandt Bernard. And Mike Molina. See? We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Due to the billions of marketing dollars spent by Walzer Automotive on Tom Bernard Podcast, you hopefully know that Walzer sells cars. What you might not know is that they also have two full-service collision repair centers in the Twin Cities. They're fully certified by all insurance carriers and can help you navigate all the paperwork if you ever have an accident. But wait, there's more. They've also been in the paintless dent repair business for nearly 30 years and can take those pesky dings out for just a fraction of what traditional bodywork costs. Broken windshield? Walzer Collision is a fleet of full-service mobile glass repair trucks as well. Walzer are pros at body and glass repair, but don't take my word for it. They have an A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau and a nearly perfect 4.8 Google rating. Check them out at walzercollision.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt that talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, Tom Bernard Show. You know, I've I've gone to about five or six different uh, news websites just now, and it's psychotic. Major donor considers pulling plug on Dems who urge Franken to quit. U.S. ending special protections for Salvadoran immigrants. Oprah's speech, along with hints, renews talk of presidential presidency. It's all politics. I know, we're obsessed. As a nation, we're completely obsessed. We are absolutely obsessed. I just don't understand it. I mean, there's nothing here. Well, we can talk about the Vikings, of course, but, you know, we want to wait to do that until Kostaki shows up so we can make fun of that Atlanta game. Uh, I tell you what, you got Atlanta and Pennsylvania. We got Philadelphia. We got Atlanta. So we got Georgia and Pennsylvania. Uh, and then we got the Saints and the Vikings. I wonder, do you think the Vikings are going to be allowed to cheat the way the Saints did last time we played them and just, you know, beat the hell out of uh, Drew Brees and let us get away with it? That's right. I forgot about that. I'm glad you forgot about Pro- it. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I did not forget about it at all. It's it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's one of those days today where all... All of the news today is extremely political. I suppose it's because of the Golden Globes last night and so many different things happening. But 
All the news is really political today. Minneapolis Mayor Fry, council members celebrate swearing-in ceremony at City Hall. And, of course, in St. Paul, what they're talking about is a $15 minimum wage and what they're going to do about that. Because some of the servers don't want a $15 minimum wage. They think they're going to lose their jobs over it. Which they probably will, depending on the location. It's just unbelievable. The only place that can afford to pay a $15 minimum wage is the kind of place that has all the money. So it's bad for basically any small business. Yeah, I hope they wise up with that whole. Well, again, what I think it's like forty-two states have uh, have a minimum wage, but they have a tip credit, which makes sense. You know, if they are already making a lot of those people make. I don't know about the average server downtown Minneapolis, but I know a lot of places they make like sixty-five to eighty-five dollars an hour. Well, they're not the people complaining, right? These are the people that work at like McDonald's and yeah, exactly. And yeah. probably not the waiters at Manny's. Stuff. Probably not. Yes, I'm sure they're not hurting too badly. But I have a question for you: Since when did being a server at McDonald's become a career? Yeah, exactly. Really. You're not supposed yes. to be yeah at the window until you're 80 years old. That's why in the commercial it always is like that's your first job. Remember the kid who gets college yep. or gets into college and mm-hmm. the manager calls everybody into the kitchen and yeah, America's first job or whatever yeah. their slogan is. You yeah, know, and I'll tell you what if the... Well, I was just going to say you're not supposed to have, you know, have a wife and four kids and a mortgage on flipping burgers. No, no, that's exactly it. But, you know, if you rise to a position of manager and all the rest of it, or maybe, I, I don't know how McDonald's works. I know they're they're franchised. They hire from within. So, yeah, if they hire from within and you and you, you, you move up, I don't know how much, how much does a manager at McDonald's even make? I have, I have no idea. I'm sure. I mean, if you look at one uh, in Manhattan versus one in rural oh, yeah. Kansas, I'm sure. Yeah, that's I'm true. sure it's all over the place. But let's see, uh, average here. McDonald's manager salary, uh, forty-six thousand. Well, so that's pretty, so yeah, that's not bad. Yeah, you could live on that. Pretty close to average. It was the average family wage now in America is like fifty-six thousand or something like that. Well, it's it? for a, a family. Yeah, this right. It's just like you know, an individual. Right. Average individual income is, uh, what is it? Twenty six. That that can't be no, right. No, that's there's no way. Oh, well, they they uh, report the median because the median is lower by definition, and that makes uh, that makes it seem worse than it is, and people like to panic. I see what we're saying. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> they're not going to tell me the average. It's just they're the not, median. They're not. They've wiped it from. They've wiped the slate clean, yep. have they? It doesn't exist. Sorry. Oh, I didn't know this woman that the. the, the was this the woman? I didn't realize that Reese Taylor was still alive. How old is Reese Taylor now? I don't know who that is. Oprah Winfrey's barnstorm of a speech at the Golden Globes highlighted the story of a black Alabama woman who was raped by six white men in 1946. Winfrey, in speaking of the victims of sexual assault whose voices might never be heard, told the audience that Reese Taylor was a name they should know. Taylor was 24 when she was abducted and raped as she walked home from a church in Abbeville. The NAACP assigned Rosa Parks to investigate the case, and she rallied for justice for Taylor. Two all-white, all-male juries declined to indict the men who admitted they assaulted her. She died in December. Oh, she is dead. Yeah, uh, uh. yeah she did just die. Um, just before her 98th birthday. Winfrey says Reese Taylor lived as well uh, as we all lived. Too many years in the culture... Uh, yeah, she lived as we all lived too many years in a culture broken by brutally powerful men. Well, why don't you just say white men, Oprah, because that's what you mean. Uh, I just, are all the problems in the world now because of white men? Well, that's, uh, that's the only people well, it's cool to hate anymore. This story probably does have a lot to do with that. With what? I mean, if, if she's 98 years old and this happened when? No, nah, 65 years ago. Yeah, 65 years ago, that is kind of how the world was run. And especially, she's from, this rape happened to her when she was in what state? Uh, was in Alabama. Well, there you go. Well, I mean, look at Alabama to this day. They still got jackasses like that. What was his name again, running for the U.S. Senate? Roy Moore. Roy oh, Moore. Yeah. I mean, that's how Alabama, sorry, they still got idiots like him down there. I'm not saying, look. I've not, I'm not spent a whole lot of time in Alabama, so I can't judge Alabama. But let's be honest. I mean, it's Alabama. 
You know, <laughs> sorry, that's not the United States as we know it. This is a horrible, horrible story. And I, I just, do you think the Golden Globes is a place to tell that story? Well, they're, it's that's, more important than that, isn't it? Well, I think that's the problem with, you know, there's just such a disconnect with Hollywood with the rest of the planet. We, you know, people want t- movies and TV shows for entertainment, and the actors and actresses use it all for a platform uh-huh. so that they can spout off their political beliefs. And uh, you're not going to stop them. They're, no. they're always going to do it, and they're never going to stop. So the only thing you can do is just not watch these shows, so you don't have to hear it. Yeah, I suppose. Look, if I were a relative of Reese Taylor, I wouldn't be really too happy about this. You know, what happened to my you know grandmother or my aunt or whatever was is a hell of a lot more important than a story to be told on the Golden Globes. Well, did she bring it up because she's going to be doing a movie about it or something? Or? I, well, she probably will now. Yeah. I guess she probably will now, but I, I just... Uh, it says here... Uh, we, uh, she lived as we all have lived, too many years in a culture broken by brutally powerful men. She added, their time is up. Mm. I, I, I don't know what that means. Well, that, that's the meme. That was the meme for the Golden Globes. Well, their time is uh, up. Or time's up or the time's up or something like that for sexism. and. Well, it should have been long well, ago. Yeah. I mean, it should have happened long ago. Well, I mean, were these powerful men or are they just blaming all men for the actions of a bunch of nobodies. Well, that's what I was wondering. Because I this does, I, I really doubt it was like, you know, six, like, you know, millionaire executives. No, it's, as we, you know, we've talked about this before, the, the six, 66% of the Earth's population cannot think beyond the level of a 12-year-old. So you can't compare all of one type of men to the rest of them. Because most of them are morons. I'm sorry. It, it just, it's just how it is. It's a terrible thing to say, but it's the truth. There are people who are not thinking all that clearly. You know what I mean? I, I, it's a horrible story. I just don't... I'm very serious. If I were related to Reese Taylor, I would not be happy about the fact that Oprah used my relative to, uh, uh, to build her platform to run for president. Because that's exactly what she's doing. Yeah, no, none of these people were powerful at all. No, it's just not powerful men. These are not powerful men. They were a bunch of hillbilly moron rapists. Yep. That's what they were. These are not powerful men. Well, like I said, that's the sentiment in the world right now is that somehow men, white men in particular, they have had all the breaks and have done everything to keep everybody else down, and now it's over. I remember a hundred years ago when the sentiment was that all black men were, you know, guilty of something. Yeah, yeah. Well, see, that's why the whole was problem. that, you know, such a bad thing. And now we're doing the exact same thing, but the opposite. And now that's a good thing. Because it doesn't for make any sense. Some reason we always have to have a villain. Yeah, we sure do. Yeah, this whole idea that all white men are the same and all black men are the same, or all this or all—it's it's infantile thinking. It's really sad, actually, that we haven't moved past this. Like, instead of moving to the middle and let's all get together and work together in this deal, and if it's true that women are underpaid, uh, which it seems to be, then we should all work together to get that taken care of instead of banishing yet another group of people because of their skin color and their orientation or their gender. I, I, I know. Haven't I've we always, learned anything? I know. I always said hate is hate, and if you can hate on one group, then yes, they can hate on you. It's just it—it it never ends. It's a cycle that never ends. That's what we should have learned from all of this: that that if minorities were treated horribly in America, and they were, why don't we get away from that and all be treated the same? You can't reverse the roles and start treating white men all like dirt. Mm. Again, Andy's 31 years old. He's a white man. He's never harmed anybody. It's just, it's just, a, it's just an infantile way of de- dealing with uh, resentment. I know. I resent the hell out of most people in radio, but what the hell are you going to do? You know what I'm saying. Uh, um, now, see, here's a story I can, I can get behind right here. This is a story that I absolutely can get behind. I'm trying, ladies and gentlemen, to get away from political stories. but <laughs> Pretty it's, hard to today. Today it's tough because the Golden Globes has got everybody whipped up. Leave it to a Wisconsin-based retailer to slip up on a piece of Minnesota Vikings merchandise. 
A woman's T-shirt was bought off the rack at a Coles department store in Lionel Lakes on Sunday, and the owner couldn't be more proud of the inscription on the front. It says, Skull Vikings. Vikings. <laughs> it does. Oh, my it says Skull Vikings, and it has the Minnesota Viking, the logo, the uh, helmeted man. Uh, Mary St- uh, Struvy, I think is how you would say her name, Mary Struvy, was happy to spend the $27.20 marked down from 34 bucks <laughs> for the typographically challenged fashion statement that sports a majestic label. I wanted to buy it because it was misspelled, Struvy said. <laughs> Struvy said a friend of hers found the same boo-boo on several of the shirts in the Mankato area coals. You could buy this for uh, Vicky. Yeah, exactly. Although she doesn't but spell her name like that. I could. But it's skull. pronounced like that. Well, if I took just took the N, G, and S off of there, it would still say Vicky. Skull yep. Vicky. Skull yeah, Vicky. Maybe I could buy it for my sister. You're Vicky right. Ings. So I'm going to guess that these were produced in China, perhaps. No, Wisconsin. They were like actually made in well, Wisconsin. Well, I don't know. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's that. funny. I years ago when I used to have a horse equipment store attack shop, I ordered bags and they were coming from Mexico, and the name of the store was Brockton Hill Tack, and I had to send them back four times because they couldn't spell Brockton. Even though I, you know, I put in block letters, big black block letters, how to spell it on the form. Well, in Mexico, they use the same alphabet as us. I don't know. They came back wrong. I am smart. S-M-R-T. I mean, S-M-A-R-T. S-M-R-T. S-M-R-T. Her friend pointed out to the uh, Mankato Coles that, uh, that said Skull Vikings, and they pulled the whole rack. Messages were left with Coles corporate spokespeople in Menominee Falls, Wisconsin, for an explanation. This side of the Minnesota-Wisconsin border had its own spelling brain cramp in the summer of 2014 when the Southdale Target in Edina was uh, selling jersey-style shirts with quarterback Teddy Bridgewater's name across the back of big, big block letters that said Bridewater. Hmm. Oh. Bridgewater? Uh, yeah, yeah, Bridgewater. <laughs> <laughs> it uh, didn't have the G in it, so it just said Bridewater. I, I mean, so. I, I think that stuff is just all automatic, and you just type, you know, it's not like somebody's sitting there with a silk screen, you know, by hand anymore. It, it's all done No, it's all made computer. in factories. But, I mean, someone had to type in Bridgewater at some point. At some point. Yeah. And they didn't verify that they typed it in. They just, like, blindly decided to mash the keyboard and then hoped it, hoped for the best. I was hoping I could blow the picture up of the Skull Viking shirt because it does have a label where it was made, but you can't read it. It does show where it was made. But I bet I could find it somewhere. Can't you press on that? And... Yeah, see, it, it won't let me. Oh, wait a minute. Is what this is... the Star Tribune? This was an XL. Yeah, it was I will Star tell you Tribune. that. Yeah, it was Star Tribune, exactly. Uh, I can't quite see where it was made. Well, Star Tribune is really the only place that's reporting this. Oh, is Which it? is not surprising. It's not exactly national news. It's but... Skull Vikings. <laughs> it is national news. It's Skull Vikings. Get it done. We shall be right back in just a couple of minutes more with Catherine and Andy and Mike. Made me. in Columbia. I'm in Colombia. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's what but that again, says. But again, it's the same alphabet. Yeah, I don't know. It makes sense in China where, like, you know, they don't know our letters, so they just kind of have to guess as to exactly what it says. But in Colombia, they use all these letters, so I don't know. Well, anyway, I hope the Vikings win on Sunday. Yes. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone said it was. Well, I received my first my pillow, and I love it. Look, my, my head stays level. You know, it's not too high, not too low. My neck feels much better because of it. Mike Lindell, the inventor of MyPillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. MyPillow is offering a buy one MyPillow, get another one absolutely free. Don't delay. This offer will end on January 31st. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Go to MyPillow.com, but make sure you use the promo code TOM. Again. Please use promo code TOM. That's promo code TOM. MyPillow.com. Hi, this is Tom. If you spend any time at the lake, you can relate to hanging out on the dock with family and friends. Let Flow enhance your experience with their rock-solid dock systems. You see, Flow's passion to invent a better way to make life easier comes through in every product they make. Flow boat lifts are a breeze to level using a cordless drill with their patented Easy Level system. 
Flow is about making things easy, meaning you have more time to enjoy being at the lake. Isn't that why you go there in the first place? See for yourself why they say they've been perfecting leisure time since 1983. Visit Flow at the Minneapolis Boat Show at the Convention Center January 11th through the 14th. Say you heard this ad on KQ and received $50 off your purchase. Stop by Friday night between 6 and 7 to meet professional hockey star Ryan Suter, a proud owner and spokesperson for Flow Dock and Lift Systems. Or visit their website at floeintl.com. Flow Docks and Lifts, a better way. Well, bless my soul, but what's wrong with me? I'm itching like a mountain on a fuzzy tree. My friends say I'm acting wild as a bug. I'm in love. I'm all shook up. Elvis Presley would have been 83 years old today. And, of course, it's a big week for the family here because... January 7th is Jude's birthday. Yes. Yesterday. Puppy. Then it's the pretzel, who Toots just loved. She loved Elvis Presley. Tomorrow's birthday, uh, my dad's birthday tomorrow. And then uh, on the 10th, my brother Troy's birthday. So we got them lined up. It's also uh, Bowie's birthday right? today. Or it would have been David Bowie turning 71. You would have been 71? Yep. Wait a minute. How long has he been dead? Two years. That's... It'll be two years on Wednesday, because he was born on the really? 8th and died on the 10th. Oh, Honest right. to God. He's been dead for two years already. Yep. That's amazing. That feels like longer to me. Really? Yeah, it does, actually. Um, because I thought he was only about 67 when he died. No, yeah, he was 69. Really? Yep. Oh, and somebody else died. Well, and I... Moody Blues just lost one of their players. Uh, yep. who, who is it? Um, oh, what the hell was his name? Was it Ray Thomas? Mm. Whatever. We'll figure it out. That's a, Oh, I, Edina's uh, closing Regis. Edina, Edina Base Regis closing about 600 smart-style salons inside Walmarts. Why? Oh, I would have thought that that would be <laughs> a big thing. What? No, I'm just what imagining like going about? to Walmart and getting a haircut. I mean, that's those places Regis, right? are like, those places yep. are like a city in there. You can get anything done. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> there's like, there's clinics, minute clinics. There's uh, optometrists. There's, uh, I think, uh, nail, whatever those things are, manicure places. Manicure? They everything. do. Yeah, some of them have everything in there. I did not. Well, that's why they drove uh, small town business out of business. I mean, you go to places now. Well, I went out and played in a golf tournament in Litchfield not that long ago, a couple of years ago. And most of Main Street is shut down now because they opened a Walmart and all the local stores, the drugstore and the this and the that, they all just closed. Because they can't complete, they can't compete with Walmart. Yeah, you just go in there and you can kind of get everything done that you need to be done, and then you can get your groceries and you're, you know, you don't have to run around town. I don't know. Yeah, that's just kind of like the way of things. That's how things are yeah. going to. That's how things. Uh, the natural progression of shopping. It just makes more sense to have multiple things in one store instead of having one store for each thing. It's naturally. Yeah. It's more efficient for the buyer it's more efficient for the seller it's more efficient space wise yeah and people just want convenience now yeah. i mean people are working nine hours a day five days a week and they just don't have time to run around town for stuff I, we were just i was just talking to tom about this last week it's like um i went i, I ordered a bunch of stuff from target and it was supposed to all be delivered to the store so i could just go pick it up and they're they're piecemealing it they're like, and you have to pick up what did come in within three days or else we're going to put it, you know, it'll go away. It's like, so I have to run to Target five times to buy my matched set of towels. Yeah, that's right. It's like, this is not convenient. This is not working for me. No, no. I mean, and that's the problem. Well, Amazon's going to buy Target in the next couple of weeks. It looks like they're going to buy Target in the next couple of weeks. Will that change everything? Probably. They'll probably just use them as a giant distribution center. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what I'm thinking. Andy, what's the word on this? I've seen so many articles this week on Bitcoin that the Bitcoin meltdown is coming and the whole thing was a scam from the very beginning. That's what I've been thinking for about 10 years. 
<laughs> really? Oh, so Bitcoin's been around for 10 years? No, yeah, not that long. it's been around a while. I, it was worthless for a long time. Oh, really? So no one cared about it for a long time. So, it was more of an experiment than anything, but then a bunch of people, they started hearing about it and thought it was an easy way to get rich, which obviously no one has ever gotten rich out of Bitcoin, so it wasn't, but... Oh, I thought people were getting rich off of Bitcoin. See, that's the thing. I mean, how many get-rich-quick stories have you heard about Bitcoin? None. I have heard none, even though Bitcoins are supposedly worth $100 billion a piece. And, you know, there are, peop- there are enough Bitcoins out there that there would be hundreds and hundreds of billionaires made off of them. So it's kind of suspicious that I've, you know, that no one's ever heard of any. No, is, is there actually, is there... A physical Bitcoin you can hold in your hand, or is it no. a sheet of paper? No, it's virtual. Money. It's like a bank account, basically. Oh, it's a bank account. Okay. Yeah. But what do you? How do you deposit things in it? You got a wallet number. So it's basically like everyone has a bank account number, and then if you have the other person's bank account, you can just send money to their bank account and so forth. But has anyone ever bought anything with Bitcoin? Uh, aside from a lot of drugs. Yeah. Or like, you know, hitmen or that kind of thing. Not a whole lot. So is this a dark web thing? Primarily, yeah. Oh, it is It was used yeah. for okay. that purpose for a long time because it was a lot more difficult to trace than, like, sending a check, obviously. And no one's going to want to send cash through the mail. So right. that's mostly what it was used for for a very, very long time. And now there are some businesses that take it, but still not many. And it doesn't have the inherent value in that you can pay your taxes with it, so it's never going to be, you know, it's never going to have the value of a dollar. Because it's like right. even if no one on earth decides to take dollars anymore, the government still takes them, so they always have value. Right. Whereas Bitcoin's value is directly tied to how many people take it, and which now, is not many. Aren't there like four or five more Bitcoin-type things popping up? Uh, well, no, there's dozens of them. Dozens now. And they're all... I mean, five, like, super legit ones. I don't really know which ones are legitimate and which ones aren't. There's all there's a bunch of them, and there's always going to be a bunch of them, I think, because everyone's going to want to copy success. But I don't think it'll right. work because, you know, why start buying these new, less valuable coins when you could just buy the coin that's already valuable? Well, because you're hoping for the next big surge in price so that you can make a lot of money. But why would they become more valuable when something... That's the same thing already exists, only it's already valuable. It's like buying, like, sand in hopes that it becomes as valuable as gold one day. It doesn't make sense. Well, I'm thinking that eventually somebody is going to figure this out, and it's going to cause a big problem with the United States Treasury. You know who can figure it out is uh, Kostaki. No. Well, being Greek, he, he knows all about banking. Exactly. They've destroyed more banks than any other country in the world. <laughs> How many what? drachmas is a Bitcoin worth? What? Drachma. You don't know drachmas? I do, but I don't think either one of those things has any real value anymore. <laughs> no, I, well, I don't believe so. That's a good point. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, at this point, a drachma, uh, it's old enough that it's like, you know, it's a relic. So there you go. Maybe one day bitcoins will be a, an ancient relic that people dig up. <laughs> yeah, believe me, I'm fully aware of the irony of my own last name. It's it's rooted in economics and yet Greek. Mm-hmm. Nah, not nailing it. Oh! Greeks with the economy. Like yeah, Economopolis, wouldn't that mean like the city of economy? It's. It's believe it or not, it's sort of it, it way back in the day apparently it has sort of a having your house together financially kind of a kind of an implication. Ah. <laughs> Which you do. Most ironic Greek name ever. <laughs> I had a cold. I had a woman come up to me after a show one time and she said, "You're not Greek enough." And I'm like, I don't, "Did you not see my name on the on the billboard? Did you did you not look <laughs> at my face? I'm pretty Greek." Well, you want me to borrow some money from a German and not pay him back? How do how Greek do I need to be? You should get a bust commissioned, like a marble bust of yourself, and put it on stage every time you start oh, uh, doing stand up. That is exactly what you should do. I like it. <laughs> spend the spend the money, Kostaki. Spend the money. Yeah, just make it look exactly like branding. one of those old, uh, you know, like Roman um, Roman Good branding idea. What do you, emperor busts? Yeah, exactly. Why don't you start hanging around with Angelo Sarukas? Yeah, He's about as Greek guy. as they He's get. A funny guy. I like that guy. You know Angelo, don't you? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you hear what happened to him on his cruise that he that he did? No. 
Oh, Angelo. I love Angelo. He's one of my favorite people in the world. He's, uh, for people who might not know who Angelo Tsarukas is, uh, He's a very, he's not as big as he used to be, though. He used to yeah, get yeah. Uh, about mid 400s or something. Yeah, he was really big, and now he's regular big. And now he's regular <laughs> big. Yeah, exactly. But he's right. big. He was probably 450, and now he probably weighs about three and a quarter, 350 or something like that. Yeah. That's, that's about right, fair. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So he's on a cruise ship, so he's not a small man. And he's on stage on a cruise ship, but he's looking around at the audience, and he says, I can't believe it. I can't believe this cruise ship. We are so fat on this cruise ship. It's unbelievable. We all together as one are so fat. The whales are watching us. <laughs> <laughs> he got fired for that. Yeah. Really? Yeah, apparently they called him in and, and there was a woman on a scooter who apparently weighed about 6 bills oh. and she took it very very personally. So I think they let him finish the uh, the cruise, but I don't know that he'll be invited back. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, I understand. They, those cruise ships, man, that's the downside. They're so touchy about not getting a letter. You know what I mean? <laughs> like About making fun of their passengers. It's yeah, you know. the, well, it's one of the only comedy situations in the modern world where really they don't care about you being funny as much as they care about not getting complaints. <laughs> right? no. which, Is which, that right? So you end up with a very vanilla kind of a show, you know, which can be fine, but it's not it's not my favorite situation, you know what I mean? Have you ever done it? Yeah, I did one I've I did one last year and it was really great fun. cuz what's cool about a cruise ship is you can generally bring your wife for very cheap or free. Oh, that's good. So if you can do it just once in a while so it's a novelty, then you're floating around the Caribbean and it's fun. It just—it's hard. Some of these guys, like some of my buddies, they just disappear, and they do thirty of thirty weeks a year, and you never see them again. And you wow, go, really? Yeah, you go, and they—they they want you the day before, and then they want you for a two-week commitment. So, and it's every—you know—you're stuck on a ship with no phone or internet, really, and it's—you're uh, gone from the world. It's a weird life. I my I goal is to that. do about five a year so that there's still like a vacation for me, you know. And then well, it's all about you, okay? It's about yes, yes. I am me. <laughs> yes, for me, it yes, is about yes, me. it is. Yes, I think that's wonderful. Yeah, I uh, they do a bunch of like classic rock where they get like four or five pretty big name bands. Like Leonard Skinner does a, a rock and roll cruise every year, and then they get comedians on board. I got to believe for the people, you know, the, the passengers is probably a great time. I would think cruise cruise ships are great. I, you know, my wife was hesitant because she'd never been on one before, and it is a little bit of a floating mall kind of situation, and you're kind of stuck on it. So, yeah. if you don't love it, it's a little weird. But what's cool about it is you unpack once, and then you have whatever three, four, or five stops in the week, and you don't have to f- figure out where you're going to dinner or any of the. You don't have to do anything challenging. You just wander around and have a good time. And there's something for everybody. It's a good place for, like, a multi-generational family reunion because, you know, grandma does this mm-hmm. and the kid does that and the adults do this and you meet up at dinner and it's it's cool. They're, they're fun. Yeah, like and you're it. not – are we talking about anything except for the Falcons game? <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to – in the next segment we'll be doing that. That's so funny. Catherine's the one who has to steer us back to football. Imagine. The, but I, I wanted to make one up. point before we do that. All right. Before we do that, I'd like to make one point. Yes. The family's been on one cruise. It was on the Little Red Boat, the Disney cruise. Oh, okay. Okay. It was before Disney took it over, so they kind of leased out their name, and we were kind of floating around. Now, this is my luck. <laughs> you remember the perfect storm up in uh, near, what was it, outside of Gloucester, Massachusetts? <laughs> remember the perfect storm? Oh, no. Where three different storms came together to form the perfect storm, and it killed a bunch of people. Well, the tornado that came from the south to clash with the other two storms passed right over our cruise ship. Oh. It was, what would you say, about 30-foot waves? It was so bad when we were trying to sleep. We were like... You you were lifted off of the bed and then slammed down into the bed. Gestapo. I'm like, what's happening? I don't want you to picture this because it's too gross. But it was so rocky. Oh. I got so ill. 
I went into the men's room, and the lights kept going out, so you couldn't see anything, right? I go into the bathroom, and I'm hurling like there's no tomorrow. I mean, (laughs) big-time hurling. All of a sudden, the lights come on, and I look at the mirror, and I have a horrible nosebleed from throwing up so hard. (laughs) Wow. Wow. So, yeah, ask me how much I love cruises. Uh, Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, and so I gave it a a fairly bad review. (laughs) I mean, it it wasn't the cruise ship's problem that there was a storm, obviously, but they could have told everybody that the storm was coming. And maybe double down on the Dramamine or something. Yeah. You know? What year was this? Yeah. Oh, it was a long time Andy, ago. you were a little 90 kid. I, it was long enough ago that I don't seven? remember it at all. I don't How do you not maybe. remember that? I have nothing vested in the cruise ship industry. But I will say, you should try it again. They have improved so much. And the ships are so big now. You don't even know well, you're in on 20 the water years, I'd hope. It's yeah. crazy how... I mean, they have ice skating rinks on these ships. They have rock climbing walls and... These big stadium seating for the shows, and you can't believe they're they're like an entire community that just happens to be on the water. They're kind of amazing. We will be right we'll be right back, and then we get to hear Kostaki drone on and on and on about the Atlanta Falcons <laughs> right after this on the Tom Bernard Show. Tom Bernard here. Minneapolis is gearing up for the biggest football event of the year, and you've probably heard the myth that you should wait until after the big game to sell your home. What? If you're thinking about selling, now is the time. Why? Because buyers are hungry and most sellers aren't even in the game. But the real key is fielding the right team. And that's my buddy Chris Lindahl's team with REMAX Results. REMAX is America's number one real estate franchise. And the Chris Lindahl team is America's number one REMAX Results team. Why? Because they've got the right game plan and the best players at the skill positions. They know how to market your home. They know how to use social media. And they know how to win. On average, the Chris Lindahl team sells a home every nine hours for over the MLS average. Don't wait until after the big game to get a big win on selling your home. Call the Chris Lindahl team at 763-401-SOLD and the first two callers will get a free staging package. This is a huge value. And it's only going to the first two KQRS callers from this ad. That's 763-401-SOLD. Get a free staging package and win big on selling your home before the big game. Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. When you call Sabre for service, you'll get a certified technician that's an expert at diagnosing, repairing, and installing heating and air conditioning equipment. Sabre Techs give you the service you need, not the other stuff that you don't need. When you combine that with Sabre's A rating for customer service and the best equipment from Bryant, you get exactly what you need. So make the call to Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning today. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. He's leaving, leaving. Oh, that midnight train to Georgia. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Pistaki nice. Economopolis and Quick Snaps. We talked about, nice. What's that? I like that music. Well, yeah. Midnight Train to Georgia. A rainy night in Georgia. You know, Hopefully I'm looking at the, you know uh, the spread for um, the coming weekend. Your team's favored and my team's favored. Yeah. And we could have an interesting you, Isn't that amazing that you guys... <laughs> the number one seed is... Uh, the underdog at home. First time That's it's amazing. ever happened in NFL history. In their first game, they're That's an exactly right. Philadelphia is the underdog. Love it. They are indeed. I tell you what, if if the whole world works out wonderfully, which I think it probably will, unless of course the New Orleans Saints were allowed to cheat like they did in 2009 and cripple our quarterback the way they did because that pig Sean Payton, who I hate more than anybody on earth. Well, that was a shame. Not that more Vikings than anybody on earth, but really good. <clears throat> a shame. It was filth. Yeah, I got yeah. your shame. No, I mean broadly, like I was rooting. For he goes, yeah, yeah. That was the Brett Favre in purple year. That was a weird year. It was. One of the two, yeah. Um, so here's the deal. The Atlanta Falcons are going to Philadelphia to take on a not very good Philadelphia team since they lost their quarterback, and Nick Foles has been horrible. The Vikings are taking on – well, you don't – you think Nick Foles is okay? Yeah. A friend of mine said this. He's like Zima. There was, there was a lot of buzz early, weaker than you like, but you'd take him in a pinch. <laughs> 
Well, see, there you go. That makes total sense. He ha- if he's a little bit cutlery, you know, he's a little bit Bortlesy. Where if, if he has his best day, he's a great quarterback. He has a very high ceiling. He just has a low floor. Right? No. There you go. There you have it. By the way, I should mention in in mid uh, report here that uh, your name was in the uh, in the Minneapolis Star Tribune this weekend. I saw that. Uh, my boy Brian Miller sent me a little clip of that. Now, Brian Miller was uh, mentioned, and uh, Cy Amundsen was mentioned, and it was quite the report. Yeah, it's nice. It's uh, it's about uh, comics figuring out a different way to get to the people, right? And this uh, podcasts are a new path. It's nice. I don't think there's any question about that, but I just want you to know you're getting publicity like there's no tomorrow. Since you mentioned uh, <laughs> uh, a friend of yours that told you a joke, I'm going, oh, that was Brian Miller. Anyway, <laughs> moving forward. <laughs> moving forward, ladies and gentlemen. Um, okay, so where do you want to start? we got four games, got two on Saturday, two on Sunday. Yours is the first one. Ours is the last one. And then there's a couple of lame ones in the middle. I can't tell you how happy I am that, that the Vikings game is on Sunday and not Saturday while I'm trying to draw people to Acme Comedy Company. <laughs> well, there I is was that. Praying, please don't let the Vikings play on Saturday night. Please, please, please. I was praying for that, too. <clears throat> so that worked out. I'm happy to see that. Um, yeah, well, we could start with the Falcons-Rams. Uh, the the Rams made some special teams mistakes, which is good for our guys. Um, if you're a Ram, do you shoot yourself in the hoof? Is that what happens? <laughs> Thank you. Thank the you very Rams, much. The Rams looked so flat at one point, I kept checking the sideline for Jeff Fisher. Did he come back? Is he, what's happening? <laughs> what happened to him? He's, I, he went away, and he wants a job next year. We'll see what happens. I can't imagine nah, we'll getting see. one back, but you never know. Uh, and the Titans beat the Chiefs, so Saturday was both both upsets. Um, that game was a microcosm of the Chiefs' entire season for me. It was an amazing start. I was watching them, and I'm thinking, I can't imagine them not winning. And then, of course, that is immediately followed by them not winning. <laughs> that was it was unbelievable. Ugly, that really uh. was an ugly ending. So Mariota wasn't getting any help from his receivers, and I guess he thought, well, I'll just throw a touchdown to myself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Why that's not? A, that's an amazing play. It bounced it off was. of Daryl Revis, who has gone from Revis Island to Revis Backboard. Is that what he's no? <laughs> Apparently. Catching your I will own, tell you, the only... I was going to say, catching your own touchdown pass should forever be known as a Louis C.K. That's, that's a good... That's a good <laughs> oh! <laughs> How's that career going? You don't need anybody else. He'll, he'll be back. <laughs> You think so? Away. He's got to take some time away. Wouldn't he have to be? Wouldn't he have to be funny to come back though? No, come on! You can't debate nah. his funniness. You, <laughs> you can debate his moral relevance in the current climate, but he's funny. Come on! Oh, but, but what a to, jerk! He'll go to treatment and then he'll come back. No he one else was, is better uh, suited to survive because he, the way his career is set up, he doesn't really need show business. He can kind of do it himself, but he right. has to go away for a while. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I would say so. Let's uh, line people up so I can whack a mole in front of them. Great. <laughs> Perfect. Jags-Bills was the least interesting game uh, on paper and in reality. Did you, hear, did you hear that, kids, by the way? He went from Louis C.K. to Jags. <laughs> anyway. Mark it down. 2018, the year Tony Romo was the best thing about a playoff game. Uh, oh, it's true. He's good. <laughs> he's a good commentator. He was. He was. He was very good. Uh, no one could score in that game. It was like a Comic-Con singles group. It was very, not very much scoring. <laughs> it was the lowest scoring wild card game of all time. It was like Matt Lauer in 2018. It's very low scoring. <laughs> it's going to be a tough year for Matt Lauer. He's not going to get much action. I don't think it's going to go well for him. Yeah, uh, probably true. So the Bills' Super Bowl hopes are dead. And we saw O.J. Simpson in a Bills jersey, so now we have our number one suspect. We know we, we, know, <laughs> we know what happened. They scored three whole points, so, you know. They yeah. did. Only the Bills would have O.J. Simpson as their good luck charm. Hey, and we got to see oh, Peterman God. come back, though. Speaking of good luck, he comes who? in at the uh, – that Peterman, the backup who Peter. threw five picks in the first half. Peterman. Oh, God. And then he threw a pick. I know. Tyrod Taylor knocked out of the game. And in my head, I'm like, is Andy Dalton going to come in and save the Bills again? 
no. Nathan Peterman throws a pick no. to end it. The perfect ending. Uh, First of all, you can't play football if your name is Nathan Peterman. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It's a little too nerdy. Seinfeldy. I, I think of the it's Seinfeldy. <laughs> Peterman. <laughs> That's right. And the Saints won, which I had mixed feelings about uh, as a Falcons fan. The most penalized team this year. Um, the Panthers, the least penalized team this year. Which I, I didn't know that. It's an interesting stat. The most penalized yeah, team neither. this year. Uh, sexual harassers. They had a tough year. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much. They lost a lot this year. Uh, and am I really supposed to see Manti Teo and not think of his imaginary friend? <laughs> it's, just, it's impossible. How is he supposed True. to read an offense? He didn't know he was talking to a dude for a year. Come on. What are you doing? Oh. And the big That's story uh, off the field, John Gruden set to sign a 10-year contract with the Raiders. I can't imagine committing to anything for 10 years. And I'm married. That's a long, well, that's a long time. Yeah, but you have to remember one thing. You're married for the second time. Uh, <laughs> so we understand your commitment all level. Right. Anyway, all right. He goes, all right. All right. Nice in back. Well, well, there have been plenty of empty commitments in Vegas, right? Did he sign his contract oh, in a yeah. neon chapel with an Elvis impersonator? <laughs> hey, man, <laughs> sign a contract, baby. <laughs> Usually when you sign a contract for a long run in Vegas, you're a great singer or an old comedian. That's, a, that's an unusual situation. Do they have any old comedians anymore? Is anybody around? Yeah, there's some old comics around. I'm kind of aging really? into that group myself. <laughs> well, you know Shelley Berman. <laughs> I knew Shelly Berman. Shelly Berman was a friend of mine. <laughs> and you're no really? Shelly Berman. <laughs> I love Shelly Berman. Uh, Shelly Berman's funny. Uh, he was, uh, yeah. A lot of those uh, oh, old guys deserve some deserve a relook. You know, some of them were great. When I was a kid, we my were. Whole, my whole life, whenever my hair was messy, my dad would go, "Go, go, comb your hair, boy. You look like Phyllis Diller." And I had no idea who he was talking oh. about. Oh. That's so funny. Is last night Tom was dialing around and uh, he it was an old Dick Cavett show. No, 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 no. 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 Uh, Merv, Merv Griffin. Griffin show, and Phyllis Diller was the comedian. And I had I have never seen her stand up to tell you the truth. I've I've known her as you know sort of somebody on game shows. Yeah, right. But she she wasn't very funny. I have to she, say. Well, it's a different era, right? There was an era yeah. before comedy clubs, so. You have to kind of see it in its context. I'd like to go back and see some more of that kind of thing. You know, for me, when I watch old movies, I have the same experience. Like, the cuts are so slow, and, you know, yeah. I mean, the the medium has changed so much, you know, in that amount of time. But, yeah. but some, of those, some of those guys are really, really good at what they do, and, they, and it holds up. But, yeah, it's definitely context. You definitely have to think, oh, it's 1967 here. <laughs> you know, it's before yeah, there was a yeah. comedy club. <laughs> right. Well, what was what was the joke about parting her hair? Her hair was so thin that when she parts it, parts it, the she has to part it on the roof of her mouth or something. I, I, it, it wasn't. Was a it was like joke. what? I don't even get it. <laughs> she had to go to the dentist to comb her hair, or I, it was just not good. It was from 1965. It was 53 years old. Or she had a couple of things that were funny, but it was. Uh, I don't know if I would have laughed. It's funny, I went my Back whole life not knowing who she was and just accepting that it was some adult reference to a lady with crazy hair. That's it. That's <laughs> and I grew exactly up and was like, it. Oh, she's a comedian. That's great. Well, all she basically did was rip on her looks. She was too skinny, her hair was bad, she was you know, had no figure. It was like, Oh my god, poor lady. Oh right. Right. Yeah. Again, that's probably a you know, a a sign of the times, right? Yeah, that's all she could do, probably. There weren't a lot of uh, female comics at that point, I'm sure. In fact, she might have been it. There, there might have been a handful. Yeah, um, yeah I think yeah, she right. started, and then about a year later, Joan Rivers started, right? And actually, in terms of real, like, full-time professional comedians, there probably weren't more than 100 total at the time. You know? Oh, God, no. No way. Yeah, No, you're absolutely right. At the, at the time, comedy was a variety thing. It would be a part of a show with a yeah. singer and a juggler and a whatever. There was no comedy for comedy's sake, you know, top to bottom on a show yet. 
So, but there that is, is very, that very Acme true. Comedy Company this week. <laughs> I understand the the headliner at Acme Comedy Company this week is a nice young Greek guy uh, who's very funny and a very charming uh, person, and uh, he's going to be there. When, when do you get there? Um, I arrive Tuesday afternoon. It's a it's one of the last Tuesday through Saturday clubs left in America, and uh, it's always a pleasure. So I'm flying in Tuesday. You're coming in tomorrow. I leave. Yeah, that's right. And I leave Sunday. So I'll actually be there with my Falcon shirt on on Saturday afternoon. Oh, God, of course you will. <laughs> At least that's not during the night game, too. So it worked out. Oh, the geez, scheduling worked out pretty well for me. Do you have no hope for tonight, then, Kostaki? You're already throwing in the towel to no, save no, it in the time? No, no, I have lots of hope. I'm anxious. It's the, same, it's the same construct as the Super Bowl. It's my team against the Death Star. It's, <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> right? And it's funny because Saban and Bilicek are both Croats and uh, Croats, and they're both good friends. Are they really? Yeah. They're, such, they're so peas in a pod. They're so crabby, <laughs> not connected to the rest of the world, crazy, uber good at what they do, easy to dislike. They're, yep. they're, they're exactly cut from the same cloth, so <laughs> lots at stake. Other Come than, on, dogs. Let's other than Uber, yeah, well, Georgia might win tonight. You never know. Yeah. And by the way, like except for that Uber dogs. good at what they do. Right, exactly. Yeah. So oh, They're only four-point dogs. That's good. Four, five. It depends where you're looking. Yeah, five-ish. Well, I suppose that's true. All right, so you get in uh, to Minneapolis-St. Paul tomorrow afternoon, then you'll be hanging around the entire week driving everybody nuts. That's correct. That's the plan. Uh, hey, are there Super Bowl <laughs> things to do yet? Can I go do the – is the zip line up? No, but they have I don't the, think so. Is it? No, it's not up yet, but they have the Super Bowl experience at the convention center. Okay. Yeah, right. All right, because uh, I'll be yeah. back. I got my Super Bowl credential. Yeah. For you the can relive last phone. year's Super Bowl. What's that? I said you can relive last year's Super Bowl. Yeah, that'll be fun. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> See, Every time I Even play, my... Uh, this is a true even story. My first... A friend of mine called me a couple months ago, and he goes, Hey, man, how was your summer on a scale of 28 to 3? I'm like, what? How do you... <laughs> oh, oh, man. It, oh, man. It never goes That's away. Cold. It never goes away. It doesn't. Uh, I understand. It's just I, terrible. I've done comedy long enough to know when I've heard the closer, and I'm pretty sure that was it. <laughs> and that was it. All right, well, fly safely. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All right, Bye. we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Kostaki Konopoulos and Quick Snaps, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show.